of John. John's Gospel. Into the book of John. Today I want to, I don't know what you want to call this, a sermon, a message, or a Bible study. But you're in trouble if you didn't bring your Bible because we're going to have to have some looking at the Scriptures. You can jot them down if you don't have your Bible or, or you can put them in that uh, microscopic brain you've got and telescopic brain and what's some other kind. they got all kinds of scopics. But I'll tell you this, you, you can put it right up here. Amen. Now, I couldn't, but you can probably. And bring it back out after a while. Just don't forget what drawer you put it in. Amen. Thank God for the Word of God. I love it. Uh, thy servant loveth the Word of God. That's what one of them said, and that's what I say this morning. We're going to the book of John, chapter 10, and I want to read one verse of Scripture here. And then I'm going to read another verse of Scripture and pray, and then I'm going to give you a bunch more Scriptures. You said, well, why so much Scripture? That's what I want you to know when you get out of here. Not me, but the Bible. In St. John chapter number 10 and verse number 30, it's a big old long verse. He says, I and my Father are one. Amen. Do you believe that? You know, he said, yeah, preacher, I believe it. It's Bible. That's right. This Bible, is, it's right, ain't it? Amen. We'll read it again. John 10.30 says, I and my Father are one. Now I want you to take your Bible and turn over to John chapter 17. I love that 17th chapter of the book of John. That's where Jesus prays and He prays for me. He prays for you. And I thank God that 17th chapter, I just stop and read it every once in a while and say thank you Lord for your prayers. And in John chapter number 17, in verse number 22, I want to read that. The Bible said in verse 22, 17th chapter, and he says, And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. Now he's talking about the saints of God, uh, the ones that have believed on him. That they may be one, even as we are one. I just read to you that he said, I and my Father are one. How can that be? Now I'm going to talk about a subject this morning that many people are so confused on. I believe we're living in a time, and you hear me say it all the time, that we're living in the most ignorant age of the Scriptures. People know a lot about the Bible, but they don't know a lot about God. They can't put them both together. Uh, they know about Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. They know about the Word of God, but they don't know the Word of God. That's, a, that's where I've come to. And it seems like we've got more confusion than we've ever had in our life. And people in church, sitting on church pews, don't know how to answer some of the most serious questions of life. Therefore, they're not preparing. They're dying and going to hell. And it bothers me. It might not bother you, but it bothers me that somebody is going to hell out of this congregation, no doubt. You said, me? I didn't call no names, and I don't know your soul. But I know this much. I meet people every day that don't know God. And I know people every day that I meet go to church. I know people uh, every day I see that carry a Bible. But they don't know God. 
And so it concerns me. I don't want you to slip out of my hands and die and go to hell when I can do whatever I can to lasso you with the Word of God. I pray today that everybody in this building will go to heaven, not hell. And I want us to bow our heads now and ask God's leadership, and then we're going a little further into the Word of God. Our Father, as we bow in your presence, we thank you this morning that we have a privilege to pray, and at the same time, Lord, to study the Word of God, and Lord, to declare the Word of God. Thank you for that victory that you give us. Thank you for that anointing that we can have. And I pray, God, you anoint my lips this morning to speak as the oracles of God, or as we wish we had when we stand in the the eternal judgment. I pray, dear God, that we have not spared the Word, but we have preached it with fullness and completeness. And Lord, may people hear the Word of God. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Help us to listen. And I pray, God, you'd touch. Now, Lord, we want to say this before we preach. Thank you for our new air conditioning. Thank you, Lord, for the... Uh, comfort we have in the building. Now, Lord, bless the hearts and stir the soul. And God, use it today for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, take your Bible, please, and turn into the book of 1 John. Uh, the first uh, epistle of John. If you don't know where that's at, you got First and Second and Third John. you got Jude and then Revelation. So just back up and you'll find it. We're going to the fifth chapter of the book of First John. Now, I know people have got a lot of questions about the subject I'm going to preach on. And I know today that if they don't get this subject straightened out, they're going to be in problems in their life. I want to look at this this morning. The Bible said in 1 John chapter 5, you remember what I done read? I and my Father are one, and we are one as He and the Father are one. You understand that? We're one with Christ. Amen. Now, let's look. In chapter 5, verse 1, he said, Whosoever believeth. Now that word believeth carries the thought of believing and continuing to believe. It's got that little TH on the end of it. Believeth. That means believe is key. But TH means to continue. But when I, when I got saved, I believed on Christ. But I'm still believing on Christ. So I'm a believeth man. <laughs> Amen. Then uh, that Bible, uh, somebody said, that's an archaic word. Boy, sure, I got a lot of meaning to me. Amen. It said, believeth that, uh, uh, that Jesus is the Christ. You've got to remember that Jesus is the Christ. We've got multitudes today that don't believe that. And uh, religions don't believe it. Uh, a lot of Baptists are not sure about it. Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. said, if you believe that Jesus is Christ, is born of God, that means if you don't believe that Jesus is Christ, you're not born again. Am I reading it wrong? No. It's right, ain't it? If you believe in Jesus, you're saved. But if you're not, you're not saved. It's simple and plain. Then he said, and everyone that loveth, our TH is again. I love, but I keep on loving. And so he said, Everyone that loveth him, that begat, loveth him, also that is begotten of him. I love him, and I continue to love him. So I love him, and I loveth. I'm a loveth man. Amen. I, I hope you see these things in the Word. you got to let the Word of God talk to you. Boy, if it don't talk to you, you're in trouble. Praise God. The Word of God talks to me all the time. 
Sometimes it tells me things I don't want to hear. Sometimes it tells me things I don't want to accept. But when I listen to it and hear it, there's another word, hear and heareth. I'm a heareth man. I not only hear, but I heareth it. And I praise God for it. Now, verse 3 said, for this. Uh, well, let's look at verse 2. Uh, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not grievous. Amen. They shouldn't be a real pain to you. If you love God with all your heart, it shouldn't be no problem to obey the Word of God. Why in the world do you have problems trying to get your life straightened out? I'll tell you why. Because you're trying to get your life straightened out. But when He straightens it out, you won't have no problem. You look at it and say, praise God, Lord, I didn't realize this was going to be this easy. Well, if you fall in love with Jesus, you won't have no trouble with sin. It'll run from you. Amen. He'll deliver you from it. That didn't mean that you wouldn't be tempted and uh, tested with it. But it means you won't become a slave to it. And it won't overtake you. Are you with me? And he said in verse 3, For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh. There's another word. I'm an overcomer, and I still overcometh. I'm a continuing to be an overcomer. I said overcomer when I got saved. He made me that. But I'm still overcoming some things. And his strength is... I ain't got time to preach on that. Let's go on. He said here in verse number 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh? Now three times he's mentioned that word overcometh. I believe the Lord wants us to see that. But I don't have time for that. He said the world. But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. You've got to believe that. Amen. John 14, verse 1 said, uh, You believe in God, believe also in me. Amen. You've got to believe in uh, God, but you've got to believe also in Christ. Salvation is through Jesus Christ. Plus nothing, minus nothing. By the grace of God, we are what we are, and we come to Christ through Jesus, or come to God through Christ Jesus. You can't ignore Jesus and go to heaven. You ignore Jesus and you go to hell. Simple and plain. Now, I'm going to make this as plain as I know how to make it this morning. Verse 6. This is he. Uh, I want you to notice verse 6 and 7. This is he that came by water and blood. No, a child is born in the world, water and blood, if you'll think about it. And it says in, the, in John chapter 3, the same for you and me as a child of God, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood, and that water here is the Word of God. That's how we're born, and through the Word of God. And it is the Spirit, and it is the Spirit, notice that, and it is the Spirit that beareth witness because the Spirit is truth. Now here's my key. Here's what I want to preach y'all. Verse number 7. So many people ignore verse number 7. And I'm going to tell you why they ignore it in just a minute. This is a, tree, a key this morning to ever, uh, to ever knowledge of the Scriptures. Uh, the Bible says here in verse 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven. There's three. 
that bear record. Who are those three? There's three in heaven right now that bear record. He's going to tell you who they are. Number one, the Father. The Word. And number three, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are, say it loud. One. Tell the devil that good and loud. One. one. The devil don't like that. I hear people talk about it. Now, you've heard me say this morning that I believe in the Trinity. And you heard me preach that. I preached that for 50 some years. But I want to tell you before you get too down on me that the word Trinity is not in the Bible. But the thought of a Trinity is. That don't keep me from saying I'm a Trinity. I believe in a Trinity. I could, and you've heard me say, I believe in a triune Godhead. Now, when you go home and look your concordance up, you will not find triune Godhead mentioned in the Bible. Why do you use it? Okay, if we want to get that technical, I won't use triune Godhead and I won't use Trinity. I'll just call it like it is. There's one God manifest in three persons. And that's going to blow his pe people's mind just as much as what I said. Understand. Now, I want to also tell you that there is what we find in the Bible, what God calls the Godhead. That word Godhead is mentioned three times. I'll give you three verses of Scripture. You can look them up. Acts 17, 29. Talks about the Godhead. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20 talks about the Godhead. And Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9 calls it the Godhead. Now when I preach on the Godhead, you may not know what the Godhead is. But when I say Trinity, most people know that we're talking about one God manifest in three persons. Now some people believe that there's God the Father and God the Son. But they don't recognize the Holy Ghost of God. And when they don't recognize the Holy Ghost of God, I want to tell you, they're leaving off part of the Godhead. God the Father has His work. God the Son has His work. And God the Holy Spirit has His work. You find in the Old Testament that God the Father worked and dealt with mankind and Jehovah, Yahweh, Elohim, and many other words. The whole entire Old Testament is recognizing God the Father. That does not say nor state this morning that Christ was not in the Old Testament. It does not even insist or uh, lay it over to you this morning that the Holy Spirit's not in the Old Testament. If you'll take your Bible, you'll find all three, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost are used uh, often many times from Genesis to Malachi. Y'all with me, ain't you? You ain't fell on the beach yet, have you? 
Amen. You haven't lost sight of where I'm at, are you? Okay. We want to talk about this. I'm telling you this morning, it's more of a teaching than it is a preaching. But I believe you need to know this. Every born again child of God needs to know what I'm preaching. And they need to hold that true to their heart. Now you don't hear too much. In the, in the New Testament, let's go look at this. In the New Testament, who's the predominant figure in the church and in the New Well, let's just say not the church, but let's say in the New Testament. Jesus Christ came on the scene, born of a virgin, wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger and had a ministry upon the earth after he was uh, 30 years old, had a ministry of three and three and a half years. He went to the cross of Calvary. He died. He went to the grave and he arose on the third day. That, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is the gospel that the Old Testament saints, the Old Testament prophets, and the Old Testament patriarchs could not understand and comprehend. He was the Messiah that was preached from Genesis to Malachi. And the Old Testament saints did not know uh, what was going to happen with that supreme sacrifice. They just knew that God was going to offer a sacrifice. They can take that out of Isaiah 53. You can take it out of Psalms 22. You can take it out of several places in the Old Testament. But they could not see the whole gist of it. They could just see from mountain peak to mountain peak. The Old Testament could not see the church as we see the church. Amen. They could not see that the Holy Ghost would come down on the day of Pentecost and fill the church empower the church, strengthen the church, and anoint the church to go out and preach the Word of God. I hear people today say, well, preacher, the Lord can't come to the whole world. Here's the gospel. Can I stop you in your tracks right now? The whole world has already heard the gospel. And if you preached it today, there'd be some born tomorrow that have not heard it. So get out of the little rut you're in. Stop thinking about these things and let's get the Bible under our, our belt. Let's, let's endorse the Word of God and stay with the Word of God. Now, get, let me just go on to tell you this. Right now, in our age, God the Father is not ruling supreme on everything. He is. He's in control of it all. But I'm talking about we're not under His work like He was the Old Testament. And then when Jesus came, we weren't under the work of God the Father nor the Spirit of God, but we was under the work of Jesus Christ when He raised the dead and opened the blinded eyes and loosed the dumb tongues and the deaf ears and put the feet to walk and it couldn't walk. Amen. You got me? Then when Jesus died and was born, uh, raised again on the third day and ascended back into heaven, those little disciples didn't know what to do. Amen. It reminds me of Baptist, you know. We got people today who don't know what to do. But I'm following the Word of God. I, 
I'm not in, I'm not confounded, I'm not confused. So the Holy Ghost come down, and right now in this dispensation of grace that's happened since Jesus ascended back on up on the Mount of Olives and sit down at the right hand of the Father for this last 2,000 years, we have been dominated and ruled by the Spirit of the living God that dwells in us. Amen. He's doing a pretty good job. It's you and me is having problems. I don't know about you, but I fail him. I hate to tell you this morning that you've got a preacher that misses the mark. Amen. Even though you might look at me and said you hadn't. But you have. We've all missed the mark. We come short. And uh, now we have people today that said, well, I don't believe in the Trinity. I don't believe that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. I believe in uh, oneness. And there's a lot of denominations and teachers today. They'll only baptize in the name of Jesus. And I don't know why in the world they want to do that. Jesus said, go into all parts of the world, preach and teach and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So He commands us and tells us that there is such a thing as a trinity. Even Christ recognizes that. God the Father recognizes the trinity. You with me? What He's doing in glory is... When Jesus was baptized and he baptized him in the water and he came up out of the water, the Bible said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That's a voice from heaven, God the Father. A dove came down, lit upon Jesus' shoulder. The dove is a type of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was the one that was in the water, coming up out of the water. There you have it, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. So I baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. If I wasn't baptized that way, brother, I'd go get hunt me somebody, baptize me right. That's baptism ain't essential salvation, but I believe if you're going to get it, you ought to get it right. <laughs> Amen. You can go to heaven not being baptized. Amen. You can go to hell being baptized. You say, I don't believe all that. Well, what kind of Bible are you reading now? Let me show you something. I told a fellow the other day, I said in verse 7, For there are three that bear a record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. He said, uh, how, Where'd you get that? I said, Out of my Bible. I said in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 7, he looked at his Bible and he said, that's not in my Bible. I said, you don't have a Bible. Did you know that the King James Bible puts that in there? The NIV says this in that verse, for there are three that testify. That don't tell you nothing about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 7 in my Bible, he said there's three that bear a record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Did you know, and I don't like to mention this in the pulpit, I very seldom ever do, because I don't read other versions of the Bible. I'm a King James Bible man. 
I'm a heareth man, a doeth man, a believeth man, and a King James man. Amen. Well, I look at these and I, I, I just got a few and jot them down. You can look at them if you want to. The NASB and I'm going to New American Standard Bible. I'm not going to tell you what all you stand for because I don't want you to go looking at them anyhow. Ain't going to help you none. We're in worse shape today with so many different Bibles that people can't figure out the truth. Amen. I'm a man of one Bible. And I was married and my former wife died. I was a man of one wife. Amen. I'm a man of one Bible. I'm a man of one belief. I'm a, I'm a man of one Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Understand? The ASV, the American Standard, says, And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is the truth. Now that's a lot different in verse 7 in your Bible. The Amplified Bible says, So there are three witnesses in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. That's the closest thing you're going to find to it. And I don't follow the Amplified. The CSB Bible says, For there are three that testify. The CEB says the three, these three, or the three are testifying. The CJB Bible says there are three witnesses. CEV Bible says, or I said CJB, then the CEV. In fact, there are three who tell all about it. The Darby says, for they that bear witness are three. Now what's wrong with what, what I'm reading out of? I got the King James pretty plain to me. I don't have no problem understanding what it means that there's three that bear witness, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. You say, where's all that coming from? How come everybody's so confused? I've got three. Uh, let me give you three verses. I'm going to make you turn to them. Well, I ain't going to make you, but I'm going to ask you to, okay? I found out a long time ago, preacher can't make nobody do nothing. I tried when I early pre in my early years of preaching. I thought God give me a sword and I was supposed to whack heads off. I thought God give me a whip and I was supposed to whip everybody and make them do right. Amen. I preach today and you'll go out and not pay no attention to what I said. I've learned to live with that. But one thing about it, your blood won't be on my hands when I stand before God. I've told you the truth. I want to be a good watchman on the wall. But there's a what we call in the Bible confusion. And uh, the Bible talks about an author. You know what an author is? Somebody wrote something. Somebody penned down something. Could be, it could be an author of, of some kind of something they've done. But the word author is mentioned three times in the Bible. Would you turn to 1 Corinthians 14 for the first one? It's a New Testament word. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 in verse number 33, the Bible says this. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. Are you there? Say amen. amen. Alright, verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. So we find according to my Bible today in your Bible, if you've got the right kind, there's one author of confusion. And when you read that today, I want to tell you something. 
Christ is not the author of confusion. The Bible is not the author of confusion. And if you're confused about something, you don't have the Bible right. Or you ain't got right with the Bible. Is that plain enough now? God's very plain. He straightened me out on these things a long time ago. Now the second one is found in Hebrews chapter 5. In Hebrews chapter 5. Amen. The last two are in the book of Hebrews. And I'm trying to remember where one of them is. I know where the other is. I'll get to you the one I know about. In Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 9. In chapter 5 and verse number 9. It says this. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. This is speaking of Christ. He's the author of eternal salvation. The devil is the author of confusion. Now which one do you want to follow? Now I'm thinking it's in chapter 12, but I'm not sure... Where it is that Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. If you know where that's at, you'd holler it out right quick. But, huh? 12 2. I thought it was in chapter 12, and I thought surely I'd remember, but I've got a real bad senior moment right now. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now I know who the author and the finisher of my faith is and that's Christ. Amen. And so that's the only author I'm going to follow. Said I, I'll tell you what, so and so is a great author. I say hallelujah if you're talking about Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Ain't that right? Amen. Now, I, I look at these things and I, I see it. I want to say to you that the work of God is seen in the Old Testament. And we find that Jesus done the work of God in the New Testament. And the Holy Spirit of God is doing the work in the New Testament to bring you to the Lord Jesus Christ. So I do believe in a triune Godhead. If you don't want to type it in and lay it that way, then I just, just help yourself and do what you want to do. And you won't blame me when you stand before God. Have you ever noticed this? Most people don't know about the Spirit. Amen. They don't know about the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. They don't know much about the Spirit of God. You know what a Spirit is? Something you can't see. Uh, back in Old Testament times... Uh, people And the devil mix, misconstrues this, tears us all to pieces. He's the author of confusion. But the first thing you need to notice, when I preach, I preach about Jesus Christ, or the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the three names of Christ, or the three names of Jesus, or the three names of the Lord. Lord means His Master. Jesus is His earthly Name and Christ or Christos is his heavenly name. Amen. He's Christ. 
when I'm praying. Amen. He's Lord when I'm laying my request to Him and honoring Him. And I don't usually call Him Jesus by, my, by His first name. But a lot of people don't know the first name of the Spirit. Who is the, what's the first name of the Spirit of God? Huh? Holy! <laughs> Stumped some of you, didn't it? The Spirit of God, number one, is holy. Holy. That scares most people. We're afraid to be holy. The Bible said, but without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. He's holy. Isaiah chapter 6, they were, he's talking about them seraphims that are going through and they're crying, holy, holy, holy. Well, that doing that in the book of Revelation chapter 5. And amen, find it in Isaiah 6. And Isaiah saw him as holy, high and lifted up. He's got the right to be high and lifted up. He's of the Trinity. He's of the Godhead. Now there's a lot of preaching in what I'm in today. And I'm just trying to get the basic fundamentals for you to understand this. And some of y'all are going to go home and, you know, you'll probably stab the beans by my name because you didn't like something I said. But I'm trying to stir you in the right direction. I said that last Sunday and went to dinner and my son is over stabbing green beans. And I said, what you doing? He said, for what you preached this morning. Aggravating me. But I'm afraid some won't aggravate. But I'm looking at this this morning and we know that the last word, he's got three names and it's Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. You ever seen people, they, they don't call Him Holy Ghost much. You know, I, I used to be like you, sit on the pew and not pay much attention. And it just something about, I'd say Holy Spirit didn't seem to bother me, or Spirit of God I didn't seem to bother me. I got kind of calm and relaxed to it, didn't know who He was much even though He was dwelling in me at that particular time. But I had never surrendered to Him. If you ain't surrendered to the Holy Spirit this morning, your life's a shamble. It's a mess. It's the Spirit of God that gets me up. It's the Spirit of God opens my eyes. It's the Spirit of God picks my feet out of the floor, uh, on the, on, out of the bed onto the floor. It's the Spirit of God that helps me talk. It's the Spirit of God that helps me walk. It's the Spirit of God that guides me, directs me. You said, lost people's got all that too, preacher. And they do it. No, they ain't. They ain't got the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Say people don't want God's Spirit of God. Amen. Well, I'll tell you why he's called Holy Ghost. Because that's, that's another name of, of being holy. That means holy to God. But the devil wants to make... Have you ever remember when you was a kid... Is that I seen a ghost? <sighs> Scared everybody with things like that. They called Hanks and everything else. Ghost to the average world person today thinks that that's 
a departed somebody that's coming around to haunt them. And that leans over toward the powers of darkness and wickedness. When I say Holy Ghost, I'm talking about somebody that's above, above everybody in the world. And you know what? You'd be surprised if the people that's in the church is scared of the Holy Ghost. If God moved in, started working on you, stirring your soul, and you, all of a sudden your right foot kicked out like that, and you wasn't up kicking it? What happened? Of course, some of you ain't never going to get there because you ain't never let him have your foot yet. Amen. 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 You with me? I mean, I'm sitting at the table sometimes and somebody's a singing, somebody's a preaching. I say, Amen! I do it for a thing. And I find out it's the Holy Ghost. Amen. Sometimes I holler a little bit on credit. Let the Lord know how I'm looking for something. But sometimes I can't help it. Now don't tell me you ain't got them modes too. You have. So what we're looking at, they think that Holy... So the devil says, I'm going to make the Holy Spirit not as important. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about ghost. And it gets people thinking about ghost. That's a scary part of the world. I used to tell my boys, I said, there ain't no such thing as a ghost but the Holy Ghost. Said you go around looking for boogers. No, I don't. But every once in a while I do feel the evil, uh, evil presence of Satan. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm glad I got the Holy Ghost in me to know when the presence of the devil shows up. That's a bad thing. People's lost and don't know the difference. You know why people get upset when preachers preach and they get under conviction? Because the right ghost is there. The Holy Ghost. And He's convicting them of sin and they don't like that. I can tell that. I get out in the public. I go to the little places to eat breakfast in the morning. And then I start. To, and you talk about the Lord and the things of God and the Holy Ghost. And When they do that, they kind of... It's amazing how they can finish off that tater tot real quick. <laughs> get out of there. I'm not ashamed of my Savior. He redeemed no wretch like me and saved me. Praise His name. Now, time's done caught me. But I want to read this to you this morning. I want you to look and I want to give you some Scripture. I told you I was going to use a lot of Scripture. Hadn't used as much as I thought I was going to use, but it's there. Genesis chapter 1. God said He created heaven and the earth in verse 1. Verse 2, He says it was without form and void, and darkness upon the face of the deep. Last part of verse 2, it says, And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now we find God the Father, and we find God the Spirit. Now let's turn down to verse 26 in chapter 1. 
And it said, and God said, let us circle us. Make man in our, circle our, image. After, circle that word our, likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And verse number 27 said, So God created man in, notice this, His, circle it, own image, in the image of God, you can underline the image of God, created, circle He, Him. Male and female created He, them. I want to ask you, who's the our He and all those? You said, well, I believe from what I see out of Genesis so far, I find it's God. And I find it's the Spirit. But let me just turn over to a couple more references in the Bible and I'll quit. I promise you I quit. You know, when a preacher says he's about to quit and we use that, don't mean nothing. But John chapter 1. We start in the book of John, we'll end up in the book of John. Well, we end up in the book of Colossians. But in chapter 1 of Genesis, uh, John's Gospel, it says, In the beginning was the Word, capitalized, W-O-R-D. Jesus is called the Word of God. He's the written Word. He's the living Word. In the beginning was the Word. That means the Word of God was over there. And you'll find Him over there too. I said you couldn't see Him, but He did. And God said. Now you find His Word. You just didn't see it there. You'll find them in the first two verses of the book of Genesis. You'll find God the Father. And you'll find the Son because saying God said. And you find the Holy Spirit because He moved upon the face of the waters. Now we're going to find that Jesus is that Word. In verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word's with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Go to verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then I want to finish this morning with Colossians chapter 1. I believe I'll give you enough Bible that you can go back, study these, and I believe it'll be a help to you, a strength and encouragement. I hope it's as much a blessing to you as it was for me to try to preach it this morning. In Colossians chapter 1, I want us to read verses 15. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 says, Who is the image of the invisible God? Now, if you don't know who that is, go up and read the verses prior to that. And it's talking about Christ. See? And so it said, Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by Him, who? Christ. Were all things created. Christ done the creating. That are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. This is Christ. The Word. He created and He created for Himself is made for Him and by Him. And He is before all things and by Him all things consist. 
And he is the head of the body. We all know that Christ is the head of the church because it said, comma, the church, who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father. That shows us a separation there. It pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. When you think about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and I've been talking about a trinity this morning. I've been talking about the individual works of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Just mention them. But what I'm talking about, brother, this is a deep subject that every child of God needs to study. It's deeper than you think. And the deeper you get into it, the more it's going to help you. God help you. I hope you understand the principle of the doctrine of the Trinity. Heads bowed. Even though the word Trinity is not there. The subject of three being one. Amen. He's the Trinity.